Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of our prayer podcast. Last week, we were live with the women's ministry on Wednesday morning, and that was a lot of fun. And this part, we are back in our room, sunny corner room here at Northview. And we are just going to talk about a few things just to wrap up this podcast. I think Sterling took a picture of us this morning. So <laughs> Instagram. you can see us if you want to visualize where we are. That's right. Yeah. So as we were thinking about last week, we had a few thoughts. <clears throat> Crystal, you <clears throat> wanted to start with a few things you were thinking of. Yeah, we just wanted to talk a little bit about what it was like to do a live podcast. Um, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I really liked, I realized that is more our natural uh, ministry area is seeing people's faces as we're yeah. talking to them and knowing what they're uh, liking and questioning and mm-hmm. um, pushing back at. So it was fun. It felt like more like our normal yeah. rather than the podcast, which is something we're getting used to, but you're kind of speaking into the air and you <laughs> no. don't know how people are responding to it. So That's true. Yeah. And it was great to see people just really eager to be involved. Mm-hmm. Lots of people came with really good questions. We yeah. emailed them about just even a day or two ahead, but they came into the room right away with good questions, and then they wanted to speak them on the air. So yeah. that was fun. It was fun to see that. So what were some things you were thinking of that you didn't get a chance to say or you wanted to expand on from last week to now? Yeah, we actually get an opportunity <laughs> to do that. Usually it's like, oh, the podcast is done, we're done. But I think what hit me is the number of questions that came in about why should we pray, especially why should we pray if God's sovereign? Yeah. And I kept thinking about that question, and I thought how sad we would be as parents if our kids came in and out of our house and they knew that we would provide them with clothes and we knew that they would, they knew that we would provide them with food and other things they basically needed, but they refused to talk to us. Yeah. If they would talk to their friends and talk to people at their school, but they'd come in and out of our house without ever talking to us. It would be yeah. just such a sad thing as a parent to yeah. experience. And so we need to think of that. God wants this relationship with us. And as we interact with him, he will grow us in maturity, like our kids will grow in maturity as they interact with us. So hopefully, <laughs> if we yeah. are mature, more mature. That's a really good picture. Yeah. So I just want you to picture prayer as that, as you being a child walking around in your everyday life and God as your father wanting to be part of that life mm-hmm. with you. So hmm, that's neat. Now, we also do a lot of prayer in our women's ministry, around tables and big groups and small groups. What are some of the issues that we encounter on a regular basis here? Yeah, and this will be good for anybody that has any kind of prayer group that they're part of, whether that's a life group or a pastorate. We've brainstormed this with women in our leadership training at different times, and the main things are people will say, well, I... Um, ask people for prayer requests, but they end up talking the whole time. They don't actually (laughs) pray. The second thing is people will say, everybody's scared Mm -hmm. to pray out loud. And the third thing is, it's just so wide open, we don't know where to start. Yeah. So... So how do we overcome some of that, at least here around table groups and things like that? Yeah, so what we encourage for the people who, um, for that first question, that there's too much talking, not enough praying. (laughs) One technique, and it takes a bit of getting used to, but two is encourage people, um, instead of talking out their prayer request, when they're at the table, uh, everybody just uh, silence themselves for prayer, and then people just pray what's on their heart. And then the person next to them or another person in the group would agree with them in prayer. So I would maybe pray for my kids and for the situation they're facing at school, and then somebody within the group would join me in praying for that situation. Mm-hmm. That's for all that they know from what I've said in that prayer yeah. request. So in t- instead of you sharing it as a story, you're sharing it in a prayer request, and people yeah. are still hearing your heart. They still know where you're at and what your concern is, and they can join with you in prayer, even with the limited information that you provide. It feels very supportive when someone does that. Even if they don't know all the details and they pray for you in your situation, it feels like you've made a connection, a friendship connection, a prayer connection. Mm -hmm. At a deeper level than even just sharing the story. And it brings us to prayer right away. 
<clears throat> so it's something that I've gotten used to. It took me a bit yeah. to figure out how to do that, but I think more and more people within our groups are getting used to that because our table leaders are doing that with people. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we've had is people having people write down prayer requests and then just having them in a bowl or something at the middle of the table and then whoever's comfortable praying just takes those prayer requests out and reads them and prays for the people. Yeah. So it cuts down that talking time. Yeah. Anything and else you can think Well, of? to add to that, when you said that if you're not comfortable praying, you don't have to pray out no. loud. We hope that we grow as women in this area and learn to be a little more comfortable with it, but we're not going to put anybody on the spot. You don't have to pray out no. loud. Yeah. Um, in terms of that, yeah, that fear of praying out loud then, uh, we've talked about as leaders modeling a prayer vocabulary yeah. <laughs> that sounds just normal and sounds like us. Sometimes people can think they have to be holy and spiritual and use all kinds of big language when they pray. And if the leader does that, it makes everybody else feel really insecure within yeah. the group because they feel they can't pray as well or whatever. So we've talked about, you know, even intentionally stumbling or yes. just saying, I don't know what to pray in this situation, God, but help me. Um, yeah, know how to bring this before you, mm-hmm. admitting those kind of things as we're praying so that it breaks down some of those barriers for people around us. Yeah. So if you're a group leader, think about the language that you use and think about um, just how you can encourage people that you don't have to be at a certain level in order to join you in prayer. I know one thing that helps me too is when people pray on the shorter side for yes. their prayers. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like the leader covers every topic <laughs> yeah, and then right. nobody has anything else to add. So it's always more helpful if the leader just prays for one or two things, kind of on the short side, normal side, normal language, and then other people can join in with their little short bits. Yeah. It kind of goes around better. Yeah, and then more, and then you can maybe have people pray multiple times if they yeah. want in a situation, but yeah. Yeah. As leaders, we need to give space for everybody else to join in and not be scared of the silence. Allow people yeah. to sit in that silence for a bit. Because and, and, sometimes we need time to, to uh, focus our own thoughts so that mm-hmm. we can pray well about the things yeah. that we're feeling that God's calling us to. Yeah. In terms of not knowing where to start, um, sometimes, like we've said, it feels like this blank open slate and we say, okay, time to pray. And people are like, oh, okay, what are we doing now? Um, so as we've been teaching the last couple of years at women's ministry, we've tried to um, guide them to, into prayer so that as we'll have a certain topic that we're doing throughout the whole morning, and then we'll have prayer exercises that go out mm-hmm. of that topic. So if we're studying on God's sovereignty, uh, then our prayer would be based on scripture that talks about God's sovereignty and yeah. how, does, how do we need to bring things before God in light of who he is. Yeah. And so as leaders, I think the more guidance we can give to people on either scripture that we can provide for them to pray out of, or just even topics that they can kind of think through as they're putting their prayers together. It just helps it not feel like it's just this big, wide open space to fill. I know, it's true. So, But I hope that we're all growing kind of in this area. This is not necessarily natural for all of us. No. Like I was telling Crystal that... Prayer isn't my most natural area. My most natural area is reading scripture or studying scripture. I like homework with Bible study. That's okay. It <laughs> feels good. Yeah, it feels good. I'm kind of an academic person. That works for me. But the whole prayer area has something I've been growing in over my entire life. It is not my first go-to. Whereas you said your mom and your sister, that's yeah. their first whenever something a situation comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people who prayer is far more natural, but Bible study and Bible reading is harder. Mm-hmm. So if the whole prayer area is something that you're growing in, that's great. We're all growing in it. Yeah. We want to be. And these disciplines are something that will be honed over our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Not that we don't arrive as soon as no. we become a Christian. So no. there's things we need to practice. And we need to be committed to practicing mm-hmm. them, not say, well, I'm not comfortable with it, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because it is a command <laughs> in Scripture that we pray yeah. and that we study God's Word and that we're immersed in 
in his word. Did you want to share a little bit about your mother's prayer group? Sure. We talked about that a few times, I think. I don't know if on the podcast, yeah. though. Yeah, I don't know either. So Ava is in grade 11 this year, but when she was entering kindergarten, my neighbor Ingrid came over to me in the summer and said, you know, our kids are entering kindergarten, and it would be so great if we could start a prayer group for parents who want to pray for our kids in the public school, because our kids were at Sandy Hill. And I'm a praying woman. I, I'm a Christian and all that. I knew it was a good thing to do and it was an obedient thing to do, but to pray in a group wasn't so natural for me. But out of obedience and being a Christian, I said, sure. So we started that fall praying every week with a group of whoever would show up, you know, could be five, could be 10 parents, mostly women. We had a few dads to start off with every now and then. And I realized that at first it was kind of awkward as you had people from different denominations and different ways of praying and you didn't really know them. And so you didn't know their heart and you didn't know how they prayed. But after a few months, I realized one morning that I was sitting there and I felt well, for me, I really like hot tubs. When you go into a hot tub, you feel like relaxed and you go, ah, you just feel comfortable. I realized in the middle of that morning that I was feeling the same way in prayer. Hmm. All of a sudden I realized with this group of diverse people and ways of praying, all of a sudden I felt like, ah, this is what we should be doing. This is how hmm. it should be. And it, I, I, I've just grown so much with that group, learning how to pray in a group and how to, I was the leader of most sessions. Ingrid preferred to be the host. So the how to get a group to pray and not chat the whole time and to have different requests and have different topics. It was a real learning experience for me. And we did that for eight or nine years, I think, until basically I started working here and then priorities had to shift. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was part of a mother's prayer group as well for a number of years. And it was just a really neat opportunity to get to know other parents from the school Mm -hmm. um, and to build relationships. Out of that, actually, we built a mother-daughter mentorship group that came out of the prayer group. And we realized that our girls were going through similar struggles and we as moms wanted to come alongside them. So I'd encourage any of you, if you have that prayer group at your school, um, to be part of that. Whether it's MEI, I know MEI has a mother's prayer group Mm -hmm. and a lot of the public schools do, um, to really join and lean into that because it's a really neat opportunity. Yeah. And I know Ingrid now joins with the women at her church on a regular morning and they pray. I know there are some neighborhood groups in my area of moms who've been praying for years. It started in that prayer group for their schools Mm. and then it has continued as their kids have grown and become adults. And they still continue that friendship, that praying friendship. Yeah. And because it also grows into accountability, you watch each other and you can poke at each other's attitudes and all that kind of thing. It's really good. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. For me, um, I really find, like I pray throughout the day for different things, but my go-to mainstay, I guess, of prayer would be actually writing out my prayers. And that's normally in the morning in my devotional time. Um, That's just been my habit over the last couple of years. And I think better as I write. I often find new thoughts coming to me just as I feel my hand moving. It's just the way I operate. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that has been really beneficial. And what I love is looking back over the years because I can have an emotional memory of something and then I can look back to what I prayed on it and I think, oh, well, I was actually more in line with God's will than I even remember just by my Uh prayers. I was trying to at least be in line with his Mm -hmm. will, even if some of my emotions were battling it. So it's been a really good exercise for me um, and a really way of helping me keep focused as I'm praying. But other people are different. I know you don't like writing. (laughs) No, I write lists, but I actually pray best out loud. 
So for me, when I have my private time in prayer, it has to be somewhere quiet where no one else is that I can actually express myself verbally. So I can hear my tone of voice, I can hear my attitude, I can hear what I'm saying, and I can correct myself as I hear it, and I go, oh, sorry, Lord, that doesn't <laughs> sound that great, and I'm sorry, my attitude's not right there, and hmm. And I do very poorly writing down or in silence in my head. I, I think I start getting all scrambled and distracted. Yeah, yeah, so I have to speak out loud. So my one of my favorite times is praying when I'm driving because I have to drop kids off all the time. So then as soon as they're out of the car, I start <laughs> my <laughs> No need my for time. radio and no, Thalia's no, car. It can break down. <laughs> no, it's great. It's That's a really helpful time for me. Yeah. So yeah, we want to encourage you too that it's not, praying isn't one form Mm-mm. that everybody has to fit into a certain mold. Just find out how it works best for you to communicate with God and how it's encouraging for your faith and in line with scripture, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any feedback for us, or if you have any questions we didn't answer, if you have any comments, just email us. Mm-hmm. It would be so great. Yeah. We have lots of podcasts coming up. We have six months planned right yeah. now, but we will be sure to add anything that we need, feel is pertinent to That's any right. of the future ones coming up. So, Okay. Well, yeah. have a great day, and we'll uh, see you next time. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. We were just laughing because we realized we were just doing a podcast on prayer, and we didn't pray at the end. <laughs> so why don't I close this in prayer? <laughs> Lord, we thank you for this amazing privilege that we have. And if we truly understood um, the sacrifice that you made, Jesus, on our behalf so that we could enter the throne room of God boldly and with confidence, as it says in Hebrews, uh, Lord, we would just be doing this so much more often. Thank you, Lord, that we can come before you, the creator of heaven and earth, uh, the one who knows us, the one who knows our our beginning from our end and the world's beginning uh, from its end that we can come to you with our requests and with our heart attitudes and with uh, our worries and with our anxieties. We can lay them at your feet and we can ask for you to guide us and to correct us and to challenge us and to grow us in faith. Lord, I pray that all of us uh, would become people who pray more, that we would desire this relationship with you um, and that as we enter into your presence in prayer, uh, that you would just continue to conform us into the image of your son, of who you created us to be. So, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we've had to talk about prayer. And, Lord, we just pray uh, that you continually move our hearts to pray more. We pray these things in your name, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.